What's up, Charleston basketball fans? We have a very exciting episode for you today. Not only did the Charleston Cougars finally enter the AP poll last week, not only did the Charleston Cougars go 2-0 this week to likely keep themselves in the top 25, at least for another few days, but the Holy City Hoops podcast brings in a big-time guest. Jeff Goodman is a college basketball analyst who you may know from his days at ESPN or CBS, or you may know him from his more recent work with the Field of 68 or at Stadium or just being one of the essential College Hoops follows on Twitter. He's been hanging out in our city and was kind enough to come on the podcast and chat about the 23rd ranked team in the land. We're going to talk about the Delaware game Saturday night, which he had a front row seat for, what his impressions were for the Cougs, how they stack up against the other teams in the top 25, what the ceiling is for this team, what are the odds for an at-large, and much, much more. I think you're really going to enjoy this one. We'll keep the intro short. Like always, please remember to subscribe to this podcast on the app of your choice. Follow us on social media, at Holy City Hoops on Twitter and Instagram. Let's get into it. All right, everyone. As I said in the intro, nothing but illustrious guests on the Holy City Hoops podcast. We are now joined by Jeff Goodman, national college basketball writer. It's you. You you are one of the most famous people we've ever had on here. You're you're right up there with... uh, We've had Coach Kelsey, obviously. We've had Coach Grant yep. in the past. We've had NBA players who came through Charleston. And I think you're like a, a tier above the local media guys. Right. So you're somewhere oh, No, listen, upper Andrew echelon. Miller's awesome. So uh, he's, I'm, been on the, he's been on the pod. Yeah, he's I'm a not, friend. He's an elite, elite uh, beat writer. So I've been reading him for years, and uh, he does an incredible job. Okay, well, you're being overly humble, but it was very kind of you to uh, to join, especially because you're kind of on a quasi-vacation no, in, I, in see, our that's city. that's the misnomer. All right, that's <laughs> the misnomer here, is everybody thinks because You're working, came, right? Because I went from Boston to Charleston, then I'm on vacation, and I'm like, no, no, all I'm doing here now, yes, am I going to work quite as hard as I did in, in Boston? Probably not, because I never wanted to leave the house in Boston. Now I want to go for walks. It's 60 degrees. I'm eating better or worse. Um, but I'm, yeah. I'm working. I mean, I'm still, you know, doing shows, working, writing, uh, whatever I can. It's just, I'm doing it because you can do it from anywhere right now. I'm getting the hell out of the winners. As I told you, we have one kid, she's a freshman in college. So my wife and I have loved Charleston forever. And we were like, you know what, we are going to, uh, come down here and break up the winter for, you know, it was going to be, uh, three and a half weeks. We extended it to five weeks now. So Love that. Uh, we may never leave actually. <laughs> love that yeah you well you you were smart you've kind of embedded yourself in charleston and you put them in your top 25 i think a little earlier than the ap poll right did. before i got here i think i think it was yeah, like the and day so before in case I got you here. get recognized if you get recognized on king street or something you're not going to get accosted exactly. by That's charleston right. That's students right. and fans but you've been having a good time in charleston sounds oh, like so good so good i mean the only the only hard part so my daughter was down here for the first week and then she went back to school. She, like I said, she's a freshman in Indiana. My parents came as well. They were here for a few days. And it's like, you want to try, especially when you first get down here. And we've been here a bunch of times, but for like three days here and there. And you want to try every spot. You know, we love halls. We've been to halls plenty. We yep. love snob, best shrimp and grits I've ever had, period. You know, but yep. you, want to, you want to go to these places. You want to try other places. So after a week, I looked at my wife and I'm like, we can't keep up at this pace financially. Like we can't do no. it. It's insane. You got to start and, making some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at the crib. You got it. So I said, I'm like, 
all right, in order to, to afford a good dinner, I, we got to have like salad and I need salads anyway for, you know, my, uh, my, my perfect figure, uh, down here. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been awesome. The, the first few days were cold. I felt like I was in Boston. And then after that, it's been 60 to 70 every day. Again, you know, going for coffee in the mornings, um, getting good dinners, Today we went to uh, home team barbecue out on Sullivan's Island. Yep, sure. Got the sliders, the pork sliders. Got two banana puddings too. You've been power ranking the banana puddings. I've noticed on Twitter. That's Do you one. Have a, for a top three. Okay. That's number one for me right now. There was a place in the um, I, see. I don't know area. I don't know the names of areas, but um, down by like Kilwin's Ice Cream. You know how they have that little area where you can walk inside uh, the market. Yeah, the market, right? Yep. So th there used to be a place, and it's gone out of business now. There was like a like a stand within that, and they had banana pudding. And I'm telling you, it's the best banana pudding I've ever had in my life. And mm. it went out maybe five years ago or so, right? A couple of years before the pandemic, and I, I was distraught. So well, I well, maybe if you moved found... here earlier, you could have kept them in business. I know, I would have. Yeah. I, I if it if it came to that, I would have bought the damn thing if I had to. It was that I definitely would have gotten the recipe. Well, you are you you're as hooked as everyone who's come through CFC and stuck around after school because we all know how great the city is and oh, so you know it's so so, so awesome. And I, I appreciated this when you broke the news that Coach Kelsey was hired. I think a lot of people who weren't really familiar with like South Carolina mid-major programs were like, "Oh, it Winthrop to Charleston is that really a step up?" And you were like, "Well, from a pay standpoint, it's a step up. From a job quality standpoint, it's a step up. From a resources." So, yeah, I want to get into, like, you know, what is the next step for this program and all that. But we should talk about basketball a little bit. That is why I, I wanted to chat with you. You were at the game against yep. Delaware. What would you think? What was the atmosphere like? Really, really good, especially for students being on break, right? I mean, you've yep. always got to – I've been in so many places, and you're there, you know, sometimes break. Sometimes, obviously, when the students are there, it's it's generally a lot better. Um you know, I'll, I'll try to go to at least one more game while I'm here. Um, what when the students come back, I really would like to. But I thought the atmosphere was was awesome, especially considering the fact that again, students weren't back. Uh, it was filled up. Uh, fans were into it. You know, first half wasn't a great, uh, well played game uh, by by the Cougars, but uh, second half they were they were absolutely awesome. And you know, it, it's and I'm sure you you'll we'll get into this. But what Pat Kelsey, he just – he's honestly like a unicorn within college basketball circles. He is that unique of an individual. And, uh, again, if you're Charleston, you want to hang on to this guy as long as you possibly can. He's not going to be here forever. No chance. Yeah, we uh, consider ourselves very lucky that we were able to nab him when we did. Yeah. Um, but he's just, I mean, in under two years, what what he's accomplished right. is And you got to remember, like, awesome. I'm in Boston, so – I saw, you know, I, I go to BC games, you know, they're not very good. They haven't been good for years. Right, right. So it was really interesting to me when BC hired Earl, I, I did not like to hire at all, at all. And I, Earl's the nicest human being in the world. Yeah. Like I love Earl to death, but to me, it's like a fish out of water in Boston. It made no sense whatsoever. And the AD who hired him is, is now gone from, from BC already. Um, uh, Pat Kraft, 
but but you know Earl's done a solid job, but that's a tough job. Obviously, he had to take that job, right? Like you're, yeah. you're yep. probably tripling your your more than that, maybe I don't know what they sure. had to be at least tripling his salary going from Charleston to Boston College. But BC is such a tough job, and I you know I still felt like all right, like Earl, you know, like I don't want to say he was like a year away from being in trouble, but like he wasn't. They weren't getting it done lately at Charleston. So it was such a shocking hire for me that Earl got hired at Boston college and um, you know, BC to me, I said at the time, they should have hired a guy named Mark Schmidt um, who right. went to BC St. Bonaventure has done an incredible job there. BC would have been a destination job for Mark Schmidt. For me, Earl Grant, it's if he can ever get it going, can he get Clemson? Right. Can he get something like that right. and come back right. down south? But yeah, I was just shocked. I was shocked and it, it all worked out really for Charleston. Um, because and, and it worked out for Earl, right? Earl Earl made out. Look at his paycheck every month. He's doing, you know, maybe well enough. Maybe he can hit it at BC in the next year or two. They gotta get healthy. And uh, obviously Charleston um was was I don't wanna say fortunate. Um it's a great job. That That's what I don't think people understand around the country, how good of exactly. a mid-major job this is. It's the type of job I remember years ago, I think Bruce Weber, like Fran, Mc, I mean, uh, Fran Fraschilla, Fraschilla. All these dudes yeah. wanted this the job mix. when it opened up. Yeah. Because they want to live in Mike Charleston. Young almost came here. Right. Mike Young wanted to come here. Because they get it. They get like what a great place it is to live, what a great place it is to recruit to. You've got good support. Um, pretty good facilities, you know, considering it's the perfect size. You know, I've been here for the, for the tournament a couple of times. Sure. Um, but it's the perfect size for Charleston. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have to preach to me that the Kelsey hires been a home run. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think he was on Charleston's radar. I didn't think he was, you know, a get None at the did. time. Yeah, I didn't either. But credit to Matt Roberts and oh. President Shu for, for going up there and making the pitch and, Yep. And that Matt way. hit a home run. Like Matt deserves yeah. a ton of credit for getting that one done. And uh, I like Matt a lot. I think he's so sharp. Um, and, and you know, to me, he's another one that it wouldn't surprise me if, if Matt Roberts gets a bigger job. You know, a lot of times it's based on your hires. And when you hit a grand slam like this, uh, I, I think a lot of people within that industry, that part of the industry are going to take notice and have. Yeah. I'm going to try to steer us back to not talking about our AD and, and coach sure, <laughs> going sure. elsewhere. I know. People don't want to hear that. <laughs> we, know, know, we, know, know. we know mid-major uh, success is yes. fleeting in this world, you know? Yeah. But um, I, I wanted to ask you because, I mean, just on the topic of Pat Kelsey's enthusiasm and his personality, yeah. you got to practice too, and I've never been to a PK practice. What's that like? I mean, it's it's nonstop. I, I did When I walked in the other day, uh, I went right into film session. And uh, I've never seen a group so locked in for 30 minutes to a film set. Usually you'll look over and a kid will be like, I mean, a kid might be nodding off. Kid's looking over here. Another one's looking down here. You could tell they're out after like 10 minutes. And even me, even me, a lot of times I'm in these film sessions all the time. And I'm like looking at my phone, trying to get a glimpse of my phone, whatever. I'm bored. These kids are so locked in. And uh, part of it is is attributed to Kels and his energy and intensity that he brings. And it's positive. Like some guys that, you know, kids are scared of him, 
right? They're, they're going to be scared of him because they're going to get scared of jumping him or, you know, benching him or whatever. Pat's not like that. Like, it's positive energy, like 99.9% .9 of the time. And, you know, it's 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 keeping guys engaged. I think that's part of it, too. A lot of guys just, like, monotone. They go through it all. They're talking for 30 straight minutes. And instead, uh, Kels, and I call him Kels because I've known him since he was an assistant 20 years ago. So this yeah. has been fun for me, too, because you got to remember, like, I knew him so well when he was a, an assistant at Wake and was recruiting Farouk and James Johnson and right. Jeff T and those guys. And then you don't lose track, but you just see guys, you know, you see him for a little bit on the recruiting trail. But, you know, a lot of what I'm doing, obviously, is talking to more of the high major assistants and head coaches at, at these events. That's who I'm watching. I'm watching more of the top 100 kids. So I haven't been around Kels as much as, you know, over the last few years. So it's been awesome to be able to kind of, not reconnect, but like just kind of see him up close and personal. And you, you, you forget kind of that energy that he brings, that passion he brings. And I'm telling you, I don't think there's another guy in the country. And I'm not just saying this. I'm not. I would say this to anybody. I don't think there's another coach, head coach in the country that brings the consistent level of, of passion, intensity, positive energy that Pat Kelsey does. I, I don't. He's one of one when it comes to that sort of thing. And you, you're you right. You can't sleep through a, a Pat Kelsey no, speech or, or film session uh, or when he's hanging on the rim like he was at practice. How great was that? I feel bad for your mentions. There was people, oh, it's not even a real chin-up, blah, blah, blah. I know, I'm like, I know. Every oh, time I tweet anything, just watch my <laughs> mentions on anything I tweet, period. Somebody's going to argue with it, no matter what. It could be, you know, the sky's blue. Don't envy it. Yeah, the sky's blue and they'll find a way. Doesn't matter. So on the court... Like we said, the AP poll finally agreed with the Jeff Goodman top 25 and put Charleston in first time in 20 years. Based on the product you saw against Delaware and maybe, you know, like the, yeah. the game before against NCNT, worthy spot? Like, do we feel like they're a real top 25 or is it more like the win streak that's kind of gotten them yeah, I, I to mean, get in? Obviously, talent-wise, I don't, I don't think they match up with some other teams. But again, look at Kentucky right now obviously they have yeah. more talent but but as as i was talking you know i was talking to dalton i was talking to ryan for a while larson and um and what i said was like i think when you guys walk out there some teams get five points because of their like home court advantage like duke kansas those teams i think charleston gets five points because of their togetherness and and their chemistry i, I really believe that the way they they play together the way they share the ball the way they and, and, and again, a lot of times that's bullshit, right? Like you just say it. Um, yeah. I, I really think this team actually lives by it. And I think it's a culture from talking to those two um, that that Kelsey has really kind of obviously promoted. And not to, you could promote it, but you've got to like, you got to live it. And, and, and to me, you got to find a way to get these guys to completely buy into it. And I think part of it is, who he's recruited, right? I mean, these guys right. are, they're appreciative of of this success. Most of them haven't had it, right? Most of them are coming yeah. from situation, you know, West Liberty, you know, D2s, NAIAs. But those guys are hungry to yes. get on the stage like they had the other night. They're, 100%. They're ready to they give 100% effort. That? And you don't, you don't think they want to keep that? I mean, yeah. like talking to Dalton was, I mean, his story, you know, I, as I'm talking to him and whatever stuff's going through my head, talking to Kels, 
of like what I can write about this this team and this program because you know there's so there's so many interesting things. I did something and I, I may do this. Hopefully they'll win against Wilmington, so they'll give me a little bit more time to be able to, to work on something like this. But a couple of years ago, I did a story on Baylor. The year they won the national title, um, I talked to every kid on their team and did something on like how Baylor was Baylor, how every kid got there. Like the recruiting story of every kid, not like crazy long, but, and listen to Dalton's story. It was like, man, you could write a whole book on him and how yeah. he got there. And, and Kelsey, listen, you know, I still want to, I told him, I'm like, we got we to sit down for a beer here at some point. Once he slows down enough. I know a lot of his story. You know, I know a lot of it, but I still, you know, when he went to UMass, I've heard different versions of what happened. Now, there's probably an off-the-record version and an on-the-record version, so I'll try to get both. Uh, but, yeah, like, there's just so much. And I just, I love, I've always said this, like, I my favorite game I, I've ever covered and I've covered, you know, Final Fours, national titles since whatever, for 20, 20 years. My favorite game I ever covered in my entire life was Butler at Southern Illinois. And it, okay. was, it was actually like Brad Stevens' like seventh game as head coach. Uh, Butler won it on a half-court uh, shot by um, uh, A.J. Graves. And uh, and after, the, the, he hits a shot, and Brad Stevens – shows zero emotion, just goes and, and shakes the hand of Chris Lowry and like zero. I, but but it was the environment. It was the environment and the kids, yeah. right? All together, the, the, the mid-major kids are just so much more fun to watch, to be around, to talk to. Because again, people haven't kissed their ass forever. And not to yeah. say like some of the high major kids are great. Like some of them are my favorite I've ever talked to, obviously. But a lot of them, they don't care. They they don't. They just they're thinking about the next level. They're 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 not appreciative. And and again, like I could honestly, he wouldn't let me. But I could go out and have beers with Dalton in two seconds and like sit there and just shoot the shit with him. And uh, again, you know, he wouldn't want me around because it's like having his father around. But um, but I don't know. Dalton's like thirty one at this point. He's, <laughs> he's been playing college basketball like a decade. It's true. It's true. But but. <laughs> We were, we were walking, my wife and I were walking back. I told you before we started here, kind of where we're uh, situated here, where we're renting. And you know the the term, for, what is it, Upper King? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Upper King. Yep. So it's been quiet here for like a week after New Year's. And uh, all of a sudden, like we, we walked back after the game. Uh, well, Friday night first and then Saturday after the game. But it was Friday night. It was actually Friday night late because we went out for a later dinner. And we're like, holy crap, there are so many good bars around here. And we're, we're trying to maybe jump into one of them. But, like, they're all for, like, 21-year-olds. Like, we can't find one for, like, yeah. our age, really. And we were both saying, we're like, this would be awesome place to go to school. It'd be awesome. It's the best. It's the best. And I went to Arizona. You got to remember, like, I went well, to Arizona. So, you know, it wasn't yeah. – it was a good spot. And a lot of bars and a lot of good spots. But – I don't know. There's something about it here that I think you got everything here. That That's the, the beauty of Charleston. You have everything right here. Yeah. And you haven't even mentioned the ability. I mean, I used to go surfing before class. It's <laughs> like that. It's that insane. It's we went to nice. the beach today. But, we went to Sullivan's Island today and took a walk on the, on the beach. And, you know, so, yeah, it was good. So, so you have an idea of the resources yeah. and the people in charge here and the athletics department. You know Kelsey. 
Yep. Where does Charleston go from here? How do we build on this lightning in a bottle team of, you know, guys from different places? We're finally back yep. in the AP poll. We've got this win streak. Where do we, is it conference realignment? Is it keep Kelsey, which seems like a big deal? Is it, we need a new media deal? Is it recruiting? Like, wh- how do we keep this going? You know, could you try to get into a bigger league? Yeah, maybe, you know, you see what happens with like the A-10. Um, the a 10s a one-bid league this year. So it's not like you're guaranteed multi-bid yeah. league. I, you know, I think the A-10 normally is is a multi-bid league and two. Sometimes you might get lucky and get three. We thought that would be the case this year. You know, to me, again, you, you, you need to sustain it first. You know, you don't want to jump a league when you're not quite ready for that, right? Like, look at Loyola Chicago. Um, you know, they've had a couple really good years. They have. And they go into the A-10 and they're getting their ass kicked kicked right now yeah you know, we saw it with three. mason around the time we took their spot in the caa exactly so you, kind of been floundering you got to make sure you're ready like butler was able to do it you know brad stevens was able to 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 really you know somehow do it and they didn't really have the, the resources to compete in the big east right away uh, and now they're kind of struggling a little bit um so i i would say to me it's what they've been doing right and, and the only thing i'll say is is they're doing it right now with, again, chip on your shoulder type kids, right? And now you got to be careful bringing in these top 100 players next year. Um, it's it's great. And, like, Thomas Carr and Cloman have been un- – I mean, they're phenomenal. Like, their staff is really, really good. Um, and Kelsey works. Like, I talked to Chris Mack about him the other day, Chris Mack. He, yeah, they're buds. They're boys. They're boys. Yeah. You know, he worked for Chris for a little while. And and I said, I'm like, I'm like, Chris, like, you know, is this like real? Like the the nonstop. And I'm he's like, no, no, it's real. Like that's yeah. that's him all the time. It's just work and family. And that's it. And Chris is like that too, work family, but he's got like Chris is more like chill a little bit. And he'll go to like a yeah. you know a Bengals game and he'll bring his daughter to AU events like stuff like that Kelsey's just like man like I love what I assume that was his daughter um standing in front of him during the national anthem before the kids game. are usually at the game yeah my god like like again you got to understand you know I'm a, a father of a daughter who's 19 now and and we've become really really close the last four or five years and I take her everywhere, like every game she wants to go. And it, so, like, I have a different appreciation for that now than I probably had. And it's just awesome to see. Um, so I don't know where I got off the tangent there. But I would say, to me, be careful, I guess, is where I was going with it with these top 100 kids yeah. that you're getting. The only good thing is Kels has coached them, not as a head coach, but he's coached them. He saw it at Wake up close. And he also saw how it could – blow up because that wake team with those three guys i remember it well like they were i think they started the season 17 and 0 and then they fell off and i don't know what happened chemistry wise but they ended up losing i think to the in the first round of the ncaa tournament that year they lost to another team that was a mess um so i think kels has a pretty good understanding he's been doing this long enough to be able to coach these guys tough that are coming in but also be able to put your arm around them. Like, I think that's the beauty of, of Pat and how he coaches. You know, there's some tough love 
he'll hold them accountable. He's not going to let guys get away with anything. But like as Ryan Larson told me yesterday, like he gives us freedom. He gives us freedom on the court. He gives us freedom to be who we are personality-wise too because how could he not? Look at him. He's like that, right? right? He, he'll, he'll do some of the dorkiest things you know, out there and not feel like, like he doesn't care about being judged. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's all, there's quieter kids on the team. There's international kids on the team. There's, yeah. you know, now there's going to be some higher level recruits, but yeah, no, it, it, you talked about the culture on the court. Everybody eats yeah. like it's 10 deep yeah. and everybody is cool with not being the star of the show. Everybody wants everybody else to succeed. Yeah. And that chemistry, like you said, is, is really on point. I mean, in Dalton's energy, is contagious to me. You know, yeah, that, that, he's that's, fun. That's the one thing is watching, uh, like Ben and the the stretch he had, and the, you know the word I know. What do they call him? Not Ben. It's it's Kenny. Kenny. Right. <laughs> so so Sports Center accidentally called him Ken Burnham on a highlight a couple years ago, and now it's like anytime Ben dunks or has a highlight, that's Ken. He's Ken. <laughs> Bur- that's his alter ego is the one running and jumping and dunking. So Ken Burnham, we saw yeah last he night in that game because awesome. he had a stretch where he oh brought God. the roof off the building. That was like a dominant two way stretch as I've seen. Yeah, he was awesome, and you know it's funny because. The day before after practice, um, I think it was Pat introduced me to him. And so I'm talking to him for a couple of minutes. And afterwards, Pat, Pat looks at me. He's like, that's the longest conversation I've ever seen him have with anybody. Yeah. He doesn't say two words. And uh, so when I saw him show all that emotion and everything, I was like, all right, this is yeah. pretty cool. Like That was, that was Ken. That was Ken, Ken coming exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I, I do. I love how, how, how many guys they have that, that contribute. Uh, and as long as you win, like, it'll be interesting to see what happens when this team, you know, there's some adversity. There will be. I mean, even the first half, they weren't great, obviously, against Delaware. Yep. And Delaware was out without arguably their best player. Um, yep. And they were kind of – they weren't making shots. And I don't think it was a question of not playing hard. I think it was just honestly um, not making shots and, and, you know, not defending maybe at the level that they were used to. You know, Jair was – kind of having his way for for delaware um yeah and then they were giving him the ball and getting out of the way yeah the jair davis show and, yeah. but to your to your point i mean ben burnham was on the all rookie team last year with jair davis and with rain smith and we've been kind of ben has been kind of like the ninth man on that 10-man rotation for a while and so it's great to see him bust out like we all expected him to these last couple games and really provide a provide a big spark and that's the beauty of this team, right? Is is there's no yeah. guy necessarily. Could be anybody any night. So you don't know who to guard either. At the end of a game, yeah. you know, something to be said. Sometimes you want to have a guy, right? You give him the ball and you're like, all right, make a play for us. Um, yeah, not that. But that's not this team, right? That's not this team. And the beauty of this team is, again, kind of as I tweeted, like, you know, to me, it's the, the sum of their parts. That's what makes this team. And the fact that they play hard as hell. And the fact that they're very mature, they're older. You have to be older these days. You know, you have a few, you know, a few sophomores that are playing minutes, but you know, when you have a, like you said, a 32 year old um, who's in his seventh year of college, that helps. Well, let's get into the uh, postseason discussion because that's been the question that a lot of fans have had: is like, what are the the actual odds of an at large if something falls apart in the CA tournament? What's the margin of error this team has moving forward? Maybe one loss in, in the CA. Maybe one loss. I yeah. think you can afford one, and 
you know, that one might have to come. You got to get a 500 Big 12 team in there. If you have the chance, you got to get a bad Big 12 team over they a will. major, that's right? What they'll do. That's what they'll do, though. Like, that's the reality yeah. of the situation is if if you're going, I mean, again, maybe, you know, the, the problem is um, Virginia Tech's not great now. Like, Virginia Tech needed to be really good. Colorado State needed to be really good. And if neither Let's one Let's go Kent State flashes. Come on. They need. I mean, you got Carolina's got to be good. Like part of it is is who you've beaten and who you played so far, and none of those teams have been, you know, awesome so far. So, you know, Kent State, you're right. It's got to win. You know, win the MAC, right? Um, yeah. I thought Virginia Tech would be a locked tournament team. They've been bad lately, so that's not yep. going to help matters. So I I really think it. You know, maybe you can you can afford one loss. You know, you lose to like Towson at home at the end, and then you lose to Towson in the in the finals of the CAA tournament. Right. Maybe you get in then. I'm not even sure that's a given, to be honest, because again, like you said, they're, they're probably going to give they're going to give it to some you know 500 high major team. Well, it's going to be unstoppable force versus immovable object on Wednesday because Wellington is on their own win streak, Charleston's on their own. Trask is going to be wild. Probably worth the uh, the Flow Sports subscription. I don't know if you're going to no tune doubt. in for that no one. Doubt. but I got it. I already have it. Very nice. Well, Jeff, you've been very kind and generous with your time. I want to let you get back to your evening in Charleston, but thanks for stopping by. I don't know if you can hear the dog pitter-pattering behind me and not getting some water, but she is. I cannot. Well, thank you for, for rolling through and giving us your perspective. And uh, people can find you, Field of 68, obviously on Twitter. No, no. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, Tommy. And uh, like I said... Absolutely. If you need me for anything down here, uh, you let me know. Sounds good, man. Appreciate it.